Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Here's going to happen. I am going to have to fix you, manage you to on a more personal scale, a, a more micro form of management. What is that called? Micro Jimmy. Boom. Yes. It's Mike Shope. What is your name, sir? I am Bill Butlicker. And the Bulldog. Really? That's your real name? How dare you? My family built this country, by the way. It's Mike Shope. The three words I would describe you as is aggressive, yes. hostile, and definitely difficult. And the Bulldog. Well, I like the sound of your voice. On WGR Sports Radio 550. What's up? Happy Friday. Five o'clock. Let's go. No football this weekend, you know, unless you count the uh, Pro Bowl games. You know, when the when the Open played at, at 3, the special Friday Open with the kid talking about mumble rapping, it's when I realized, no picks. And no picks. I'm realizing what, it what just are, now. What, what are we, we going to do at 6? What are we going to do in an hour? No picks. Oh, boy. <laughs> A whole other second. There's got to be something we can do. <laughs> There's got to be something we can do. <laughs> I haven't thought of it yet. I'll tell you that. Glad for the Pro Bowl games because we get a Stefan Diggs interview or two. And now we got that to chew on. It's not it's not uh going down easy. No. I'm chewing it and chewing it and chewing it. No. And it's just no. chew it's just No. I, I, I have rough. I, I have a bit of a feeling that my uh I, you know, I get my beer on the outside plan is going to be severely tested today because i'm about to be left without a vehicle and i don't have any beer oh wow and and, and i feel and i feel like that's that's gonna i feel like the need or the desire for one after another couple hours of this is gonna be pretty high Mm, what are you gonna do walk to the store whiskey Okay, you have other options. I have, I have, I have alcohol in the house. I just don't have. Any you got that cereal in the freezer. You can even go to that. <laughs> I'm not sure that'll be enough. Let's go to Peter next. Hi, Peter. Hi, fellas. How are you? First time caller and big fan of the show. Uh, actually, Thank met you. Mike a, a few years ago at a Christmas party. But with regards to the Stefan Diggs situation, I'm just wondering if you guys could explore. Say he did want to get out or or was looking to get out. Could you guys talk about maybe a potential? you know, situation that could possibly be any better than he and Josh and Buffalo and what that might look like? Or is there even a, a situation where you like might be an improved situation for him to kind of get where he wants to go as far as a championship? 
Well, I mean, you you probably know the you could make a list too. The the Bills have have a great have had a great team and have availed their players to a real chance at a championship, but they're not the only team like that. So, I mean, just look at the <laughs> look at the standings. I don't know, like, I, I his brother I, I, plays for such a team. I don't see any reason to other than having been asked here, and I'm not trying to be difficult, but like, are we there? Where could he go and be happier? It's of course having having a chance to win is not everything. Other teams also have a chance to win. And what the kind of way I'm feeling, if not sort of the consensus at this point, is relationships or just, I don't know. I mean, it it could be more than that. It, it, it can be lifestyle stuff sometimes for players. You know, it just... The Bills are not the best team in the NFL. They're not the only team that would give their players a chance at a Super Bowl. How about starting with the teams that are actually in the Super Bowl, right? Like, okay. And and you mentioned Dallas, which was also pretty good. How am I am I doing badly here? Do I want to uh, do I want to start naming teams that well, could use a Stefan Diggs and maybe could well. also have a chance to win? <laughs> yeah. that, is that what I need to be doing? I, I don't think you need to be doing it, but to say, are we there? It's the natural. It's the next natural. It's the natural progression. Like if we're if we're worried about him and his happiness and his fit and whether he wants to move on or whether the team wants to move on from him, then yeah, like the ne- the next piece is like where where do you, where where does he go? <laughs> like where, where what do we do about it? And is it financially realistic at all? And I, boy, I really have a hard time with that. I mean, I don't know. I have not yet seen, and I'll bet, you know, this will come at some point. Um, maybe it's already out there, and I just don't know exactly where to go look. I mean, I know what the dead cap number is. It's $31 million. Um, but I don't know how different that is if you trade the player uh, post June one, like how it splits up and all of that, like all the permutation, like, like what are we really talking about? You know, like how I, I think it seems untenable financially, but I don't have to be right about that. I mean, it's just, it's just an opinion. I mean, you can, you can, you could do it. I just don't know that it's smart or financially, well, financially smart. I, I don't know if it makes sense to do it. Um, so like, Part of me, this is why I get so tangled up every time this sort of subject comes up about this player specifically, because a part of me just thinks, shut up. He can't, you can't, you can't do it. There's no way to functionally make that work and still be a good team. Like replace him on your team and supplement your receiver core and have money to sign defensive tackles and ends and whatever else I need. Like, I'm creating a problem at a position I already have a problem at. That just seems like a non-starter to me. But but I don't have to be right about that. But that's how I – my core stance on this is it's not realistic. What are we even doing here? But then he talks, and then he's like, oh, maybe, maybe they want to do something. Maybe there's a way to do it that is, you know, less penal than I think it is. Or so. I, I, I just – it just – you can tell it's it's a it get I get frustrated about it. I mean I don't want to talk about it, but like I, I just 
I don't I don't know where to stand all the time. Here's Ryan next. Hi, Ryan. Hey, gentlemen. Um, so, again, we're talking about digs this early in the offseason. It's just so frustrating because we there's so many good things happening with this team. And whether it's Diggs' fault or not, it's not only the topic of conversation in the media, like, you know, he pointed out, you know, that's for you guys to talk about. But it's the first thing in the OTAs last year that the coach has to address, the quarterback has to address. It's just – again, whether it's his fault or not, I think enough is enough. And whatever the financial repercussions are, I know they're bad. To me, I, I, I know you, you might think I sound crazy, but I do think in some way, shape, or form, we'd be almost better right away if because it is a bigger deal than he's making it out to be. Better right away if what happened? If we were to make a, a move away from him. Trade him. We'd be better. We'd be better emotionally because we don't have to talk about this, or the team would be better. I I would think the team. I mean, again, it's the first thing in the off season that the coach had to address with that whole like you know him showing up or not showing up, Um, and that has to weigh on Allen. I mean, I can't imagine Allen goes to bed at night some nights not thinking about how he's supposed to handle these types of things when that's really the last thing I a guy of his stature should have to be thinking about. But, again, not saying it's Diggs' fault. I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I just mm-hmm. I just think it's become a problem, and it's affecting not just, you know, fans. It's affecting the team. I mean, they, it's the first thing they talked about this offseason. Well, you know, fair enough, Ryan, but how did the season go? Like, yes, there were a couple of days at the beginning of minicamp. Was it minicamp or training camp? Min- mandatory minicamp. Mini yeah. The first time that you had to be there. There were a couple of days where, like, there was a lot of drama, and then what happened? The season came, and he kicked ass. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like, we're all trying to guess at how they get along, what's really the deal. You've probably, last year was a big rumor year for this, and maybe you out there heard your own rumors or didn't, um, but then Bulldog just summed it up. And this happens also, right, like all the time in sports where, I mean, of course there are conflicts between between teammates or player and coach, but you might not even know about them. And if not for these sort of cryptic, this cryptic messaging that Diggs just seems to be obsessed with, we might not even know about this. It was just the one day where he didn't show up, but but he did. But anyway, that was weird. Like, (laughs) I'm not interested in, in any... Well, I just don't agree with any idea that somehow the Bills are a better team if he's just simply not on it. And last year isn't an example of why that would be true. It's an example of why it isn't or why it wasn't. Because there was, again, drama. And how did it go? Like, they were really good. They they lost to Kansas City by three points in the second round. It's, you know, it's it's that. So I yeah I I don't I don't I would not agree at all with any the caller's assertion that we'd be, be they'd be better off without him. We we might be emotionally better, and so would they if they didn't have to uh, sift through or wonder whether or not the dude's happy and wants to be a part of all this and likes his quarterback and all, all this stuff that that comes up, but on the field. I mean, I, I I just do not see a way that they make a move on him 
and they're better. I mean, he's right now, assuming a Davis departure, you're at like Khalil Shakir in your receiving core and Justin Shorter, Deontay Hardy. I mean, where where are we? Well, that's where, you know, you really want to dig into it, no pun intended, because there are there are trades in, in these situations sometimes. They seem unlikely. They can be shocking like Tyreek Hill was or, you know, of course, Russell Wilson can't be traded, these kinds of things. Devontae Adams. Wait, I thought Aaron Rodgers' problem was, you know, like – why, why would he be traded after Aaron Rodgers stayed with Green Bay? Like why? But mm-hmm. that happened too, and then big contract for those guys. I, I think you always you want it. You want your team to always be open to really anything, right? Like, okay, talk to me. What what about this idea? You know. Um, so that's kind of what your philosophy should be, and that is not. This next part is not necessarily proven by anything today because, again, we've been here before with Diggs, but the Bills may think or know that he's in a new bad place with them. And if they do, they're going to have to get creative. And I don't think that's impossible. You know, like, are you probably, if you're making a trade, I mean, are you getting a DJ Moore or somebody like that, like the Bears did when they trade him. That was the first overall pick. Diggs' age and money will make it hard, if if the Bills even were inclined, will make it hard to get a good return. You're really, you're really going to – you'd end up doing it, well, for what? To be done? To have a divorce, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. To – get younger, the kind of things that would not, like you said, scream out, we just got better. Yeah, I, I I, don't, I don't, I mean, I just don't know if there's enough creativity on God's green earth that, that, that could get you to a place where you'd feel like they've improved. Uh, and I don't, and I, you know, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it. <laughs> I just, I, maybe I'm being, uh, and I'm not trying to be difficult. I just, I, I mean, I, I just can't, I just can't fathom it. Let's go to John next. Hi, John. 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 Hmm. Yes. Yes. So, sorry about that, guys. Uh, so I just wanted to say, you know, look, Marvin Harrison and, and Peyton Manning, they did not get along at all. And look at how great they did. You know, I don't need Diggs and Josh Allen to be, you know, bosom buddies that go out and play catch in the backyard. I need them to be professionals and to do their jobs. And from what I see, they they do it quite well. You know, I I can't believe that we're just still talking about this. Ah, there it is. Half an hour. There it is. I can't believe we're still talking about it like an hour after the comments. It's already too late. It's already been beaten to death. Oh, my God. It's four more months. Is this what we get for having a bad hockey team that we're, we're talking oh, about? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Okay, oh. but, we're, you know, we're the ones talking about it. What happens if we go three days without talking about it? It, 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 just, it, it just kind of feels amazing to me that the, the guy says, you know, everything's fine, whatever, it's fine. He gets asked about it again. He gives a snarky response because he knows. He's like, well, what does it matter when I say? You didn't believe me the first time. 
How many times can I ask my wife if she's mad until she gets mad at me? I, I, I just don't get it. You don't get why an hour ago when asked about his relationship with Josh Allen, Diggs wouldn't say anything toward that it's good, even though you're saying fine, fine, fine. He doesn't say any of that, and an hour later, you think it's old news or just not even worth discussing. Have I got I feel it? Like he's just, I, I think got... he's just answering the same question he was asked last year, and nobody believes him then. So, what, you know, I, I don't know, just me personally, why does he have to say, yep, it's great, I'll talk to you guys in three months when you ask me again? Well, he could have. Did he have to? I guess not. But... It he would. Did it last year. I mean, I feel like he did it last year. Right? I I think you know. I don't know, John. I mean, you're you're stretching a little bit for for me, but obviously, I or we are for you. I think you know. You you make an interesting statement when you say you care about them. I, I don't know what I I have to do with Marvin Harrison, but you make an interesting statement when you say I only care about what they do on the field, and there have been moments on the field where this was, you know. You don't have to think so, but others would think you might have a problem here. Like it isn't. It's it's been a year, but yeah, that's right. I I I even maybe even maybe against Kansas City. No, I I agree, and I'm I'm sorry. The Marvin Harrison Manning thing was just the idea that they had a very you know icy relationship, and and they weren't necessarily friends. And and look what they put up. Uh, So yes, you know the misconnections and and the the things that happen on the field. I, I get that, but. I also see what they do and what they're capable of, and, and I don't think they, you know, I don't need to care that Diggs and, and Allen get along. No, that's right. That's right. I would say that, too. I just did, actually. I mean, that there. I just made the point that there are probably many examples of teammates who are not close. I mean, I, I think that that's right. And does it have to matter? Thanks, John. Does it have to matter? No, it doesn't have to matter. You know, I, I'm glad you called, because... I want to make sure that I, I'm not mocking the idea that this is nothing. I am mocking because I think it's kind of just what we're so used to in this business that on a Friday afternoon when there's there's nothing to do with the Sabres. Oh, my God, the Sabres could be 50-0. and 0. Like on a Friday afternoon when there's no game coming up and the season has ended – that it's somehow amazing that this would be a story. I mean, that, that to me is, I am mocking that. Of course it's going to be a story. It, it's yeah. not going to be fun. Bulldog and I are actually admitting to you throughout the conversation that started an hour and a half ago that we are going to hate doing this. This is not going to be enjoyable at all. Bulldog's talking about his brain oozing out of his head. I mean, and not having any beer. Not, yeah. And not having beer. <laughs> but it isn't wrong. Yeah. It no. isn't wrong. That's right. I, I think when the this this what was the caller's name? I'm sorry. When when he says we're still talking about this, I I don't take that to mean from four o'clock. From last year, you mean? It's from yeah. It, it, it that, that it's more like the cumulative scar tissue of having you know had to you know, decipher different somewhat cryptic comments that's, from the same guy that's a good point that's a good point i just snapped because at 355 <laughs> i literally <laughs> said that in soon enough we'll be like guys why are we talking about this and the guy the guy literally said those very words <laughs> Not an hour and a half later 90 percent of fans don't even know that any of this happened yet <laughs> it's already too late
That is to me, no. That's that's a no for me, dog. Uh, here is Paul next. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. Guys, where would you rank Diggs as far as receivers? Ever? Top 10. Ever? No. Top, no right now in the league, top 10. Yeah. I don't think I would anymore. I think I could name let's say, ten, let's say 10 and dropping, right? Okay. Uh, is there any chance in the world that, that we could trade him and a fourth and get a, a late first? Maybe. Okay, so if we do that, this is really designed more for next year and beyond, but let's say we go get two safeties, which is the buyer's market for safeties for $5 million each, get our next Hayden Poyer, uh, get rid of Knox next year, and now – Basically, our, we, we, we bring our first-round pick from next year into this year with a fourth, get back into the first end of the first round with that. So we'd have three first-round picks. Uh, and then we'd have a, we could grab a defensive lineman and, and two receivers with that. And then we basically would have $15 million spent for our five, uh, you know, weapons. Okay. I mean, look, if, if there is going to be a Stefan Diggs trade, that's probably what it would look like. Where you're 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 trading him for a draft pick. You've got to figure out, I mean, a lot of things like cap penalties and what is this actually doing to my chances of winning? Um, because it's probably not great. It's a it's a move you make for the future, and I don't know how you make a move here unless you have a similarly possibly disgruntled player on another team that's comparable, and you sort of trade your stuff for theirs. But that's probably what a trade would be if it's possible and if it's done. I think, you know, something like that. Figure out draft compensation. Could some team conceivably want to trade a first-round pick for him? Yeah, maybe. Not everybody would. His production really slipped. And last year in the second half, that happened too. I mean, I think you want to ask, you want to take a hard look at where he's at in his career. Um, I think. And if that's if you're another team that's interested in him or if you're even the Bills. I mean, starting with what the Bills think. I don't either. Bulldog said it already. I want to say it too. Like, exactly what cap ramifications would be, I'm not, I can't swear to it. I just see that 31 million dead cap number, and I think that's what you, like, if you cut them, that's your penalty. I think it's like that, but it doesn't. I'm not sure it's in every situation exactly I, like that. I think there's ways to break it up, but I think you're paying that money some way somehow. Whether it's over the course of two years or one uh, depends on the timing of what you do. Um, that's why you get like post June first transactions. Even like you get guys that are you you know it's known they're going to be released, but they don't officially hit the books until june 1 mm-hmm. i think that and that can happen with trades too that's happened with trade maybe, maybe even the, the the hill and adam's trades from from two years ago were like that I, I don't i don't remember for sure so yeah i i don't know i <laughs> it's just, I, I, it, it he feels like an immovable object you better just hope produces to me um and all 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 that happens when he talks and and doesn't just, I don't know, patronize us with I go Bills, Bills Mafia. Where's a table I can jump through? Uh, it just 
makes us all insane to the point where I, I don't know. Is Uncle Ned the Tom Hanks character in that in that uh, in, in that Family Ties episode? Uncle it, it Ned starts, starts drinking vanilla extract for the alcohol. Like I'm about to go look for the vanilla extract. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> no, it's a long way to seven. Yeah. Oh no, no picks, no beer, no hope. <laughs> No picks, no beer, no hope. The 2024 Bills. The 2024 Mike Schopen, the Bulldog Show. No picks, no beer, no hope. No point. No point. 803-0550. Having fun with it. Back after this, this is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.